You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. So, this kind of movie, Malcolm Emery, that we're reviewing today, can either live or die, since it's a two-actor piece, could live or die uh, with what this performance is. And I would say this movie lives. It does not die. Eric, how the hell are you doing? That's an interesting way to put that. I'm doing better than both the characters in this movie, that's for sure. After a wonderful Valentine's Day, no better way to uh, warm the spirit than watching Malcolm and Marie, uh, directed and written by Sam Levison, and right. uh, stars uh, uh, two dynamite actors, uh, John David Washington and uh, Zendaya. Yeah, speaking of John David Washington, I was doing research on him, and I found out, and my wife was shocked. Uh, he's the son of Denzel. Yes, uh, he was in Black Klansman uh, years ago, too, uh, and he was in Tenet as well. So he is really hitting the ground running. He looks nothing like Denzel, just right off the bat. Can you hear it, though? I heard it in this movie. Mm-hmm. You could really hear the the pause that he takes in in his presentation, in his deliveries, really does uh, have a lot of Washington-esque features in it. I was just waiting for him to say King Kong ain't got no shit on me, but, you know, one it can was, only hope. Well, yeah, I know. What you wanted, yeah, I'm sure we'll get later. Right. So, uh, we well, I picked this movie a little bit of behind the scenes here at Movie Guys Podcast for your fans. Is I'm in charge of the schedule, which is actually not as fun as it sounds. The, the, the schedule's constantly changing, constantly watching previews, looking up reviews, trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, it was Valentine's week, so we got to figure out something to watch. I don't want to do The Notebook. That was on the schedule, by the way, to do The Notebook. Well, that's your favorite movie. Yeah. I'm going to let that go. <laughs> I'm just going to let that one go. So I was like, do we do The Notebook? Or do we do like a Nicholas Sparks thing? Do we do something a little bit different? I don't know. Like I was trying to think go old school. But then I saw the trailer for Malcolm and Marie come out on Netflix, directed by Sam Levinson. And I was like, okay, let's check this out. Checked out the trailer. I was like, oh, okay. It's it's Zendaya in, uh, in Washington. Let's go to town. It's just two actors, black and white. Let's go to town on it. And I wanted to see what this movie was like. This movie is just pretty much a black and white marriage story. Really? You know, I, I think that we've seen a lot of this type of movie b- before. It seems very theatrical. One set, one scene, one night. Right. You know, uh, with two actors. And um, I really would like to just kind of explore more about how they prepared for this, what what breaks they took, what cuts were done from this because this was there was a lot of heat a lot of emotion in this in this movie and, and uh praise to the actors by the way too it felt like you know that they were really there kind of in the same well very much like in the same way that we got to see scarlett johansson and m driver i i felt you know you there was there was anger at these parts you know uh, almost right. like i could feel in one uh scene or another one of the actors in both movies and i'm sure many more before where something like it it, it woke something and it made me believe that. So I enjoyed the performances on, on, on both of this. I was not prepared for this movie. You were not prepared. I mean, like, I actually, I would argue that the two actors in this movie have a lot better chemistry than, than Marriage Story. You know, I, I thought about that. And I I will agree with you, although I feel that uh, maybe it was a bit more just because in this movie, 
we got to is basically an hour and 45 minute long juice box scene for marriage story marriage story had a lot more characters and, and cast and then a little bit more story that was going on rather than it being just the the heated dialogue between the, the two so maybe it was the right. script but no I, I i agree with you completely like it felt like these two had to really commit to not only the roles but each other in this and it was right. uh, it showed Okay, so one of the things right off the bat that irks me is that when a director, somebody who went to film school, you meet a lot of these guys, right, who makes a movie black and white, has to be in one set. I mean, I have seen this movie not only in my adult life, but also in college. This is a college film, right? The reason why I say that is because there are takes and there are shots that the director chooses that do nothing. Some of... I will, I will say this while I'm going on a rant. My <laughs> issue is is that when you shoot a film, I went to – okay, for everybody who's listening, I went to film school for cinematography. I wanted to be a cinematographer. That was my dream job. Uh, doesn't happen, but I, that's what I wanted to be. So in learning to be a cinematographer, you shoot the film, and there's no reason in the beginning of this film when she's going pee – and then he's listening to music, getting himself a drink, the camera to be outside the kitchen living room and just be on a track going left to right, left to right on the outside. They would teach you in film school that that is implying that there's somebody in the outside watching, hence don't break the fourth wall kind of thing. Like There are shots in this movie that make no goddamn sense why he would do those decisions. It takes you out of the movie. It annoyed the living shit out of me. You know what I'm talking about, Eric? I do, and I feel like I'm going to go on some sort of a uh, you know college interpretation level as to, to describe it. Maybe you know interpret it differently. You know, uh, to to think that maybe we are the fourth wall, and this movie is just kind of you know in different part, parts allowing it. But yeah, I, I I would agree. There were a lot of um shots in here that seemed just kind of like, um, how did we get here? How did we get to this shot? Or right. or what am I supposed to be seeing? What do you want me to kind of see in this shot? I, I feel like maybe it's a little bit of a reach because a lot of those um, later on you come to find is... Oh, are you familiar with the term um, that Miyazaki had used? Uh, uh, pillow shots? I no, guess. I don't know that. Uh, uh, in Miyazaki movies and a lot of his anime... Uh, when oftentimes he includes kind of like this, this very scenic uh, kind of slide shot just in the middle of of, of almost a, a, a scene change you know instead of it being a transition it's it's to like something like this you know in the environment that they're in so you have a dialogue between two characters and a, you know dialogue will end in in an upswing or a downswing wherever it ends and then it will cut to like a picture of like the the house gardens or something like that momentarily you know three seconds right. maybe and then we'll cut back into the next uh the next part of the script it's a tension-breaking moment, and uh, he called it a, a pillow shot just because it's a fluff. You know, it's it's something to break what you just saw, to have you register a bit and calm down, so you can take it all in. Because that's what a lot of this movie was in this fight. You have one of the characters, one of these characters coming in, and they're they thought about this argument. You know, they thought about what they're going to say next a bit, albeit in a short amount of time, but. This is how they hit. This is where they would come in, and those downtimes were, were them brewing, you know, just kind of just heated up in that in that element a bit more, thinking about it. What what's going to happen next? What just happened? What should what should I say next? And that's what I think it was relevant to have those shots. 
I mean, yeah, I, I, I do agree that it's relevant to have it, but I just think his choices were bad. Also, I found it very weird how violently Malcolm was eating his mac and cheese. Okay, I was kind of joke. Just violently. He's like, Jesus, I'm going to do that one time to see what my wife's reaction would be. Okay, so another thing that could be unpopular. Like I, don't like, prison I, right there. <laughs> I don't like their story. Um, so, so Malcolm is a film director. He's a writer. He's a producer. And she is a model? She's not an actress. And, uh, I, right? I, I think she was a junkie, as we heard many times in yeah. the movie. She's a recovering uh, drug user. And she's just kind of in this new world of, of the Hollywood elites, you know, okay. or the up and coming, rather. Um, I don't like that. So a model actress, say what you want. You know, she's she's aspiring to to take the next step. Well, okay, so I, yeah, I guess I guess it being clouded over just kind of it doesn't matter, right? Like, well, I the past I of, get, of hers is what matters. Does it? Because I don't. Because to me, it didn't matter that because it. Just, I didn't believe because that's that's where I said in the beginning of the show here, where a movie like this lives or dies. Because if you're gonna have a movie in one location, have only two actors. And that means those two have to be very, very good, and they and they have to completely make you fall in love with them, cry with them, uh, be happy with them. Like those two are everything. They don't have an ensemble to be around them. So with that being said, her saying, well, her or her saying or Malcolm revealing she was a drug addict when they met, you know, and that this movie's really about her, but it isn't about her. It just it it, it I, I could not believe that Zendaya was a drug addict. That was her character, to, her, her performance. Did not uh, protrude that to me. And uh, why couldn't it just be the fight is is that he wins an award or he what, he wins an award or he uh, a or premiere he premieres he, the, okay premieres the film. And yeah, he yeah, they come everybody. back from a, from a, a premiere. Sorry, he has a big night from the premiere and he's he's back because he's glowing. Right, good reviews, good reviews, and she is mad right off the bat because. He, he thanked everybody but her, which I'm sure my wife would be upset if, you know, that happened to her, thanked everybody but her. Like, I get that. So, but then this escalates into, oh, I'm a recovering drug addict. And then this this actress uh, is portrayed in the film. It's actually about me, but then it isn't. So then I'm going to go nuts and get a butcher knife towards the end of the film and pretend to cut myself and make me like really, really dramatic to make you believe that I could have played this part. Like it just it just seems like her arc was just crazy. Did you not like that part I thought was really good? I, I didn't I, like it. I think what what I got out of that is just kind of the same way in marriage story, how crazy a fight can get and the some the things that you can do or say, because he said some shit. Yes, he did. That, that bathtub scene was just like, God damn, dude. Like you didn't have like that was that was some harsh stuff. That's the scene of the movie. That is that's that's the scene is that bathroom scene when she's taking a bath. That's the scene. Yeah. Like, that was I, uh, yeah, that was that was probably a, a good scene. That was uh, or if if you were to kind of put one role in there, especially him, like that was his that was his scene right there. Right. He did it very, very well, magnificently. Uh, I, I would agree to that. I, I think those other parts, though, I liked it. I, I, I enjoyed it. Was it maybe a little bit r ridiculous? I, I can understand your point, but she had a point to make because the argument was, why didn't you cast me in the story that you wrote or that you took from my life? And 
But that's that, allegedly, though. He never admits it. Uh, no, you're right. He, well, he in that bathtub scene, doesn't he say that, no, I, t- I took it from everyone, you know, all these little pieces of women in my history. You know, you're just in one, you're just one of them, you know? Well, you're just well, another you, well, yeah, kind of yeah, woman of the what past he said, thing. What he said was, is, yes, everything you said is true, but what he says is that the uh, only thing I took from you is the woman giving up because in this movie that he makes, I it is presumed that the main actor, uh, the main actress in the movie, is a drug addict, tries to fall in love, and then she ends up offing herself at the end because she cannot deal with the fact of love and addiction. Probably that was my interpretation of yeah, how this movie ended. With so, some nail so, scissors as well. Right, right, right. So that's what I'm. That's where he says that line to her. But we don't know. I mean, again, but she doesn't. We don't know if she's an actress or not. They they never actually specify if she's an actress. So for her to sit there and go, I'm going to get a knife and act out the scene to prove to you, that that to me was not valid because not once did she come in, pee, say, hey, guess what, bud? You didn't thank me. I'm an actress. What's going on? What up? Like none of that happened. And I just I just don't understand her motivation of that to, to prove a point. I I hear you. Like that might be just a weird thing to say. Why didn't you ask me first? The person who lived it, you know, right. um, and you know my past, and you know that I'm trying to maybe be this model or actress now, and it would help kind of both of us really to to take that next step. We didn't get to hear much of that. We got to hear the assumption. We got to hear the accusation instead of it, you know, and we had to, I guess, fill in the pieces. But that was. I think the point is that you could you could fill in kind of the pieces uh, because both sides are assuming just as rapidly as the other, yeah, right. Uh, especially yeah. in the argument because there's a lot of finger pointing in this. There's a lot of, uh, you know, him saying that uh, you know you 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 need the drama, you know, you love the drama, and you couldn't live without it type thing, and that's why you're here, and that's why you know because you because you like the attention that you get from it, and you know, saying all this all this stuff. That's why you fuck my friends, and that's why you. Are are this who you are? That's why you're the junkie. That's why that's what you are, and you have to accept it. And then she points back at him, saying that, "Oh, you're a narcissist, and you only do this." The reason why you didn't thank me is because you wanted to have your moment to yourself, and you thought that if you thanked me, then you would be sharing it because you knew that it was my story. And it was, you know, a lot of a lot of slaps back and forth, and that's. What I I guess what the fight was right. It wasn't about right. more like the contact of of like whose career is doing what. It was about their attitudes, about their how they really kind of need each other, and how they both are addicted to well what they're accusing the other of. They're both projecting. Do they actually love each other? Do you actually see love? Because the only time that there was like a sincere moment, not the only time, but towards the eh, 40, 30, 40 minute mark is there's a big fight, she's in a bath, he goes outside, he smokes, she comes out, since when you start smoking again, they share a moment smoking, listening to music, and then they go back inside. And there was like, to me, that was a tender moment of both of them realizing they were wrong, let's move on with their lives, you know, this isn't worth it. So that's where I could kind of say that they love each other. Being a married man for, well, eight years, being with the same woman for 12 years, I can tell you that's happened plenty of times. You know, just like, mm-hmm. eh, is it really worth it right now? You know, I, I think they both love it. I think they both like it. They and like they, the they fight? like they, and they like that they could do it with each other. I think, given from what I heard about their past, obviously it wasn't easy. 
you know, and obviously there was infidelity and then there was lying and, and everything else. Uh, you know, there was a lot of that. So I, I think that both of them are attracted to this and that's why they're attracted to each other. So then they're both damaged. I'd imagine so. Like, um, in, in some way, shape or form, she had said, uh, this was a big one too, uh, when she brought up the parents, always with the parents, just like a marriage mm-hmm. story, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but when she brought up the parents saying that, you know, you are, are not this this uh, uh, misrepresented or underprivileged kid, you know, like you had a good family, you had a mom and dad who, who had the money, you went to college, you know, you had all these experiences and the reason why people like you and you know it is because they think that you had to climb that you that you had a struggle that you had a fight but really you were given it just like uh, handed to you just like they were you right, know and right. you're pretending to be something that you're not and this is your movie this is your way to to say that you're from the streets that you that you can get the credit without actually having to do it right and that they're not from the streets and all that like i find it very funny they kept on bringing up john singleton and and spike lee and all that because Washington was in a movie was with directed by Spike Lee, so I found that kind of funny. I was surprised they didn't say like we try and be like Denzel. I thought that was kind of <laughs> funny, just just for fun. Um, I, the movie for me overall, it's it, it's not bad. Like, and, and that's the thing, that's the theme right now with Movie Guys podcast in 2021. Is there's a lot of like mediocre, a lot of medium bags coming everybody's way because like it's not bad, it's not great. Like it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen. Uh, one of my favorite black and white drama pieces about family and love and marriage and all that stuff is a uh, actually believe it or not it's a little uh, little Japanese film called Tokyo Story if you ever seen that one uh, that I think did it well uh, this one kind of reminded me of that but it just it didn't hit there wasn't something there to make me actually believe it and I think that the director and the actors were trying to get me to get there when she acted out the scene in the movie, but it, it just, to me was out of left field. But then again, I guess me, I'm a contradiction myself because she had like this crazy look in her eye, the whole goddamn movie. That just may have been Zendaya. Yeah. Is she beautiful? I mean, like, I think that's a legitimate point right now because, you know, right now Hollywood is in this weird phase right now where like the old guard is starting to retire and die off and the new guard is starting to come in now. And these young actresses and actors are, are starting to come in with their own. And, and these people are going to be helming uh, Hollywood for quite some time here. And they have their star power, their acting abilities. Is Zandaya a beautiful woman? I did not find her attractive, to be honest with you. And I think that's a major issue is because some of the scenes that she has with her. Why do you need to find this, this character attractive? I think because... When you have any fight with, how can I explain this? Um, I don't know really how. To I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, but I hope you do. I'm, I'm trying to explain it. I'm trying to figure out. Well, how about out this? How while, you, while you find the words, I guess I'll, I'll say my piece on that too. Um, it's she is not someone who is selling a look. She's selling an attitude. I think she's doing that uh, very well with a lot of the roles that she's picked. I think uh, that she's chosen. She's. Uh, proven to to be a heavyweight and at least someone to look out for because she's in a lot of blockbuster movies here and now a lot of the independent TV shows as well too. I mean she's she's getting roles, she's uh, doing work, uh, she's a child actress that that's kind of grown up into this, you know. So she's no uh, no newbie to it. She's you know been around for for a bit. Um, 
since like 2010, I think. So 10 years in the in the game type of thing. But you know, right. when you're groomed into that, I guess, especially in the Disney life. Was it Disney life or Nickelodeon or something like that? It was Disney she was a part of. So, uh, so you know that she had she had the support there. You know, she was bred for the for the role, and she's got a good attitude about it. I think she's selling it very well. And uh, to pick these roles will do her very well to not be typecasted into anything as well, too. I mean, I liked her as MJ in, in the Spider-Man series as well, too. So we'll kind of see if that keeps on going. I have not seen Euphoria, but I, as I understand it, um, this was kind of done because of the downtime from Euphoria during during COVID. Yeah, this, this, the COVID, yeah, this, was, this was marketed as uh, one of the first movies uh to be shot during covid and i guess there was like a huge like how they can only do certain scenes for so long and all what all this nonsense yeah but sure I, we're I, not I gonna get in, into that but uh yeah. uh yeah so it made it work and it's some a project like this to do an hour and 45 of just straight dialogue that's that's commendable. Are you serious? Like, I think yeah. she does a great job, and and if she's looking to be branched out as more of an adult, then I think that this movie is a good way, a good argument for that. Yes, this movie could either make or break your career as woman in Hollywood. I mean, just look at Jennifer Lawrence with Mother. That movie destroyed her career, and she's done hardly anything since. Jeez, is think? that really? It, it, did she get crapped on that bad for that movie? Oh my God, Eric! Oh yeah, and it's actually one of my one of my top, let's say let's say two hundred and fifty films of all time, because <laughs> I actually thoroughly. I think you just Mother. like the pro. You just like the profile shot in the beginning. I think it's what you like that. I or... mean, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, but <laughs> I but I thoroughly enjoy the movie because I saw it with a couple of people, uh, who who were very very pretentious, you know. I guess because you know, and then we left the film. They were like. Me being a smartass, I was like, "What do you guys think?" Just off subject, because uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to say this on air, so might as well say it now. What do you guys think? Oh, this is about this is about war. You know, this is this is about human war. And there was one guy that was like, "Oh, this is about you know presidential elections and everything." And I'm, and what do you think, Jordan? I mean, he he said, "Don't eat the apple," and like, there's like a missing rib. This is this is Genesis, right? Like no, he's not that pretentious to make this about Genesis. And well, sure enough, Jordan, uh, yeah, Jordan, the spoiler, edit for everybody. It's been it's yep. been it's been around for five years. Yeah, but, yeah, but, we, we know. Back on track to Malcolm, but, but that movie that movie's poetic. This movie is theater. Is it though? Because that's my question. Is that a movie like that destroyed Jennifer Lawrence's career? I mean, she hasn't done anything hardly. So it's kind of movie. I don't know, man. Like, I mean. I don't think it destroyed her career. I think that she just will take some heat off of it, and then she'll come back. Hell, Whoopi Goldberg did Theodore Rex, so you know we don't have to blame her for that either. Yeah, but now she's on a talk show every morning. That anyway, um, she has an egot, Jordan. She can do whatever she wants. That's true point. But I, uh, before we get our pop ratings, but that's what I'm saying is the difference between a movie like Mother and a movie like Malcolm and Marie is I feel that Mother, even though I love that film destroy Jennifer Lawrence's career. I feel that Malcolm and Marie is actually going to do the opposite for both actors and especially Zendaya or Zendaya and like just raise her stardom. That's what I think is going to happen just because, I mean, she even said in an interview that I was reading, she said that she really hopes that people like this film and, re and actually look at her as an adult woman now and no more of a Disney star. 
And I don't see her as a Disney star in this. She looks great. Yeah, I think again they both did a fantastic job with it, and they didn't they didn't sexualize the characters either, which I think was was fantastic. Because they even had a talk about it in in this movie when right. Zendaya was uh, uh kind of in her underwear, I guess, and uh, talking about um, the ne- the the necessity of having nudity in the film that he had made, and how. Uh, that she felt it was unnecessary. I think it was kind of funny as she's, you know, obviously clothed and covered, you know, um, saying actually, that actually, it, it was uh, it was unnecessary because adding make it made it too graphic and it took away from from the the content uh, the content of the scene that people were now focusing on the, on uh, how graphic it was rather than it being the subject. Right, because cause the whole part of Titanic is, you know, that this is when they're falling in love, but nobody cares about them falling in love. Everybody cares about Kate Winslet's breast. There's some boobs in that movie. There is. I asked my wife, and then we're going to popcorn rating, because I loved Zendaya's outfit out of the bath, where she had the white beater and the and the white panties. I was yep. like, you need to wear that outfit for me. That's nice. <laughs> I don't know why. That was just nice. So let's talk about nice. Eric, let's get into our popcorn ratings. Uh, I want to hear what you always say last. So I'll go first, and I'll say this is a medium bag for me. No surprise. It's not bad. It's not great. It's a movie I'm probably not going to watch again, just like Mank. Like, it's in that same category. Like, this is the second black and white film we've seen this year so far, and I think it's probably going to be the last, maybe. It just, it just... It's, it's just right there. It's not good enough to be, oh, this is a large bag, but it's not bad enough to be considered small. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's not Wes Craven's new nightmare territory here. So it's, it's, it's good. There was thought behind it. There was, there was good acting in it. Uh, but anything, anything more than a medium I don't think is deserved. Eric, I'm assuming you're going for a medium as well. Don't assume. I actually, I'm going to uh, make a shot, and um, you don't have to agree with this. I'm going with a large. Wow. Okay. For 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 a few reasons. I I think that I was just more honestly just thoroughly impressed with the actors in this, and any show that I can watch, and I really take take a lot of theater, uh, you know, kind of from watching this, you know. But any two characters that can make me believe the situation, and and as for as long as they had as well too, and make me like gasp or really you know respond to what they're saying or doing, I think that deserves something. They did a very good job of it. You know, they I got to really believe that they were this couple. You know, that they were this up and down relationship. They did a good job. Not too often do I get to see movies like this, like like on my dinner with Andre. You know, um, uh, 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 Locke with uh, Tom Hardy, if you remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where, where it's just uh, 127 hours. Mm. You know, yep, maybe no one, where you have an actor that's, that is, it's just that person or persons and the camera. And to have that, Moon is another one uh, with Sam Rockwell. You love that movie. I, it's just different. And yeah. It was I like sci-fi, but you know what right. I mean. Like right. it, it's, it may not be the best, or it may not be original, but uh, the amount of work that has to go into something like that, uh, I I I appreciate. I I really do. It's a fun project. Um, I'm not going to watch this movie again. Um, right. you know, I I will mention it to people when they, if they were to ever challenge either of the actors, um. <laughs> But that's about that's about as far as I go. I recognize it. I don't enjoy it, but that's why it gets a large bag for me. 
Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It was it was fine for what it is. Um, it really was. I that's yeah, it I, I know. I'm not gonna you know. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna regret that. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna regret. It was fine for what it was. Uh, but remember, everybody who is listening, check us out on all social media platforms. Also on our main page on MovieGuysPodcast.Podbean.com. And come back every Thursday on your morning commute. There will be a brand new episode every Thursday of the most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Eric, thanks so much for joining me. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night.